0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me,
1: it's Nikki.
2: And Richie Rich. And now we have like a successfully married person on the show. Yeah. So we can give out relationship advice. Well,
3: is, well,
1: that's Bon... I oh, don't want to. Okay. I don't want to step on Let's, Bonnie's toes. That's kind of her department. <laughs> Let's
0: define successfully made. I mean, they got married.
1: Yeah, they did. I but
0: mean, was it? They're still married. Was it? Yeah. Uh, it's been a week. Was it states involved or not state involved? Did you get the license?
1: Yeah, we did get the license. You got the license. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I was very on the fence about Man. it. But this
0: was Matt's idea.
1: No, it was my idea. Well, he was very- Did, did
0: one of you need to get on the other's so, like, medical insurance yes. or something? Okay. Yeah, so All I right.
1: think probably- like, He was open to whatever I wanted to do, but I'm the one with the uh, insurance providing job, and mm-hmm. I think he kind of wanted to benefit on that a little oh, bit. Oh, so was it wasn't you getting on
0: his insurance, it was him getting on yours. Yeah. I see. Okay. What a
1: mooch. So, mm, but- mm. And, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I really didn't want to just because of my, you know, philosophies. Yep. But I figured with us having kids and, you know, I, and I've heard uh, stories from both sides of the spectrum yep. where, you know, we, we were married but not state involved and it was fine. And then other people were like, well, we didn't get the state involved and it wasn't fine. You know, so I I don't, I, n- it's based no. on the circumstances. I figured it would be easiest for us just to do the horrible status thing. What
0: did the horrible status license cost you?
1: Like 30 bucks, I okay. think. Okay,
0: all right. I mean, that's still 30 bucks, but...
2: One of the yeah. things that's frequently bought up, brought up with that is like, oh, they're not going to let you visit him in the hospital.
0: Right. Right. But
2: I've never... Which I've, isn't really legit. Right, I've been in the hospital and everyone comes whenever they want. Like, yeah. no one's been kicked yeah. out of my room so, because they couldn't So provide basically,
1: documentation. you know, some it's, of the concerns were if we had kids, you know, and something happens to me it would be easier for him to like resume custody right. you know vice versa and I'll then like if the something happens to and then if something happens to him um we don't have to go through cuz there are ways to like you know do the power of attorney right. and all of those things but it's also a bunch of legal stuff and a bunch of state stuff so either way to set it up so it's seamless if something happens to one of us yep, and you know yep. in the event that we have children or we have assets together whatever um it seemed like the easiest way and the way to keep the state as uninvolved as possible yeah. was to just get legally married and then we wouldn't have to do all of the other mumbo jumbo. The I'm,
0: way to keep the state uninvolved as possible is to immediately <laughs> involve them right from the get-go. I'm so glad that you guys had the wedding uh, during during Forkfest. Yep,
1: because Forkfest is infinitely cooler than Porkfest.
0: It's certainly no, we're in more my opinion pork fash now.
1: Hmm. yeah pork pork yeah oh pork fat yeah
0: uh, uh no. you may have heard. Like, I specifically didn't do my pre-EP release listening thing on the same day as your wedding because I was like, I don't want to step on y'all's toes. You guys are.
1: You should have done are- it at my wedding.
0: Well, in <laughs> retrospect, I actually said that last week yeah. on the air, and I'm like, in retrospect, I probably should have just been like, hey, can I just do this yeah. like during your reception? Because like my speakers were already there, yeah. and like there was a stage there, and I could have easily put up the you know the slide the slide. The a projector for the videos and all that stuff. Um, but I'm really glad that I didn't in mm-hmm. in retrospect because, you know, uh, Matt got that big ass tent that him and I shared. And, you know, we did. Yeah. A, we and that did, was cool. We did like casino night and, and a bar, you know, all they that They had fun a couch stuff. and
1: everything. Yeah.
0: And like that a came. A real couch too. That, that came together very anarchically. Like we had almost no plans other than, hey, I'm bringing this. I'm bringing that whatever you know, like we didn't have lights lights just mysteriously showed up we paid for them of course but like somebody's like yeah i got some lights and somebody donated the couch and like yeah it just sort of became a thing of its donated own the couch. I somebody was, on my was way trying to, the to get rid of yeah. their couch. well no 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 we specifically we specifically were like look we appreciate you bringing this couch but we don't want to be stuck with this thing you understand that by bringing it here at the end of this thing it's your responsibility to get rid of and they were like sure okay that guy died it <gasps> oh, was White's couch.
1: I didn't know it was White's couch. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so uh So he knew he was no, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. I it that was weird in and of itself, right? Yeah. But then, like uh, uh, Marley and somebody else mm-hmm. ended up taking care of it. You know, yeah. I was consul- Like, it wasn't. I didn't make the deal. I just, you know, Matt made the deal, and so I warned him. I'm like, look, dude, we're gonna get stuck with this thing. We're gonna have to take a chainsaw, cut it up, and burn it, or something. That's fun, the, though. Throw it the to a bonfire. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. But then we missed out on doing that. Uh, I talked to a couple of people who have those uh, seasonal. Trailers up there. Uh, And I was like, look, it's not even my responsibility, but I don't want Rogers Campground to look down upon any of the attendees. I don't want to leave like this rogue couch just there. And so we arranged for it to be handled. And then I followed up, and sure enough, it was handled. So we did the responsible thing. We took it, they took care of it. We communicated with everybody. We were prepared to take care of it ourselves. That is, drag it down to the dumpster and like maybe bust it in half or whatever, whatever we needed to do to make it like sort of fit. Um, but we didn't have to do any of that. And in fact, it went back to one of the seasonal campers, uh, who needed a sofa because I'm an independent artist. I had to find an independent distributor. Got it. And there's only a few of them. Okay. Right. And so I had to go, well, okay, who's going to do the most for me and who's going to be the most kick-ass. And so I wanted to be on all the platforms because everybody prior to the release was asking, like, are you going to be on Spotify? Are you going to be on Pandora? Are you going to be on Deezer? Are you going to be on YouTube? Are you going to be on iTunes? Are you going to be on, right, name your platform here. And there's a list of, I don't know, like 35 different platforms that that I'm on. I just got an email today that says I'm successfully on Deezer. Which I was already on. I already verified that through somebody that I know who's an international person who has a Deezer account. Believe it or not, most of the Deezer listeners are from France. Okay. France. An- go, another thing mm-hmm. that would
2: be cool is using the recommended engines. You know, like when you put in Captain Kickass mm-hmm. into Pandora or Spotify. Yes. Who were they putting you in the graces of? You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you like Captain Kickass, you might like...
0: Oh, who are they, like, recommending yeah. in addition? That, I don't know. That'd be cool to find out. That uh, remains to be seen. So, um, I want to ask the listeners, actually... If you like Captain Kickass, you might like Nickelback. If you're listening, uh, I've spent all my budget on making this EP and then making the videos... And then, you know, producing like the USB cards that I had available. I sold out of those at Porkfest and Forkfest.
1: I bought two myself. I
0: have ordered, uh, we'll call it the second edition. It's a slightly different variation. Same artwork, but uh, it's not branded specifically for Porkfest and Forkfest. I've ordered some more of those. I'll be offering those for sale on my Bandcamp page. Um, So, but what I'm saying is I have no budget for marketing. Uh, I was I was lucky enough that uh, uh, the the founders of this program, Free Talk Live, uh, got me hooked up with the voice Zeus himself. Okay. And uh, in fact, I can play it for you right now. I'm I'm so happy with this particular spot that I'm just going to play it for everybody. Stand by. Lutheromania, awesome. the insatiable desire for freedom. We have- The new three song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com.
2: Zeus's body count probably like right <laughs> in the built chamber.
1: So I'm actually a little jealous about that because <laughs> he totally puts my little like advertisement thing I did for you to shame. Like, I can't compete with that. Are Nobody you kidding? Can. Like, I can't point. compete with like, that. Like,
0: like, like, look, we all do this, right? Yeah. And then I also do, uh, and I'm not doing as much of it as I used to, but I do, uh, like I did an a audiobook for Alu Axelman. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's called uh, The mm, mm, the the Plague That Shall Not Be Questioned. Yeah. Uh, and so I've done that. I've done voice work for, I don't know, man, like a couple thousand different phone systems. So these businesses that have these, like, thank you for calling blah, 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 for sales, press one, for this, press two. I did uh, thousands of those. That work is actually dying off Mm -hmm. thanks to AI. Yeah. Right. They've been able to manufacture these, like, robot voices to sound way more human day after day after day. And so now instead of having to contract like send an approved script to a guy like me or Zeus for that matter uh who you know to read it, record it and then upload it to the phone system in the appropriate file type like that's all gone away now. All you need to do is log in and change the type, right? So if Dave quits and you've hired Bob, you just erase Dave and put Bob in there and the voice magically changes and sounds human. And I'm like, "Oh, man, that's putting me out of work," right? But like Welcome to the Club. All that being said, you can't replicate Zeus. That guy's got the voice. He's got the magic voice. So I'm so happy that uh, Ian put me in touch with him. We were able to get this thing done. And so there's Yeah, a, that's really awesome. There's an audio commercial that I, of course, am going to use wherever I can yeah. possibly use it because yeah, that's great. it's just so awesome. So anyway, my ask for the listeners is Street team. Go to Cap. Yeah, I need I need promo. Yeah. Right? I need marketing. I need you to go share either the Captain Kick-Ass website or, you know, dive into your favorite platform. If you like Spotify, go grab the Spotify link. If you like Pandora, grab the Pandora link. Share that stuff. Tweet it. Tweet it. We have Zephyr calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hey, guys. Um, I meant to call yesterday um, when the nudism topic was uh, brought up, but I figure, you know, today's just as good of a day as any. I have a question um, for
0: you before you start. Sure. Are you naked right now?
4: Um, so I, I'm in my own house, and uh, 99% of the time that I'm in my own house, I am naked.
2: That's not a direct answer. You're an attorney. You got to learn to give direct <laughs> answers when questions. All right.
4: Okay. Actually, that's pretty pretty to... lawyer of him to like I,
2: evade
0: I, I would... the question, but yet still provide an answer. <laughs>
4: Well, I was trying to <laughs> provide the answer implicitly, but yes, I am nude currently.
0: All right. Well, then then you're on topic in yep. more ways than one. We will
4: take you seriously now. All
0: right. <laughs> Continue. <laughs>
4: um, so obviously, like, if, if you had to label these camps broadly, there's, like, the anti-nudist camp and the pro-nudist camp. But, um, but yesterday, we actually had a group of 18 people that vehemently disagree on this issue come together and sit down, um, and we actually... Figured out that we had way more in common on our beliefs about uh, nudity at pork fest than we thought.
1: Isn't um, that usually what happens with most topics? Like, if you actually get together with people and have a civil conversation, you're yeah. like, "Oh, we actually have way more we agree with than we disagree with."
2: Maybe not on well, the topic you not disagree. Not
4: all, with like not all the time, but well, but th- just to provide some context, like this was a topic that we were all debating on, like for weeks online. And then we just sat down for a couple of hours and, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. So we actually have things that we agree on and we uh, have like concrete steps of what to do uh, for next fork fest. What's the consensus? So the consensus is basically that uh, the rules as they currently stand are too ambiguous and they are not enforced. Um, So if you look at the terms and conditions, it, um, you know, it basically says things along the lines of, like, we have a right to change the rules anytime we want, and, like, the way that it refers to nudity is kind of wishy-washy. Um, so what a lot of us proposed was that there's a section of the campground um, that's known as, like, the party section, and it's, like, a pretty sizable uh, area in which it's kind of like anything goes, um, because nudity isn't the only problem. There's also noise. There's also, um, you know, like, if if somebody is like tripping and like they have like a bad trip and they start screaming in the middle of the night. It's preferable that they're, you know, down the Hill away from everybody up the Hill that's trying to sleep. Yeah. Um, so, so basically we could have these, uh, different areas of the campground that are very clearly, uh, specified on the pork fest website. When you buy the ticket, like, uh, 10 site one through 50 is like the party area, for example. And then campsite site 51 through, uh, you know, 100 is like the uh, non-party area. What is a very like...
2: top-down approach to
0: this. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I like the ideas, and I like that people came together and discussed it and, you know, came up with solutions. That's all great stuff. And uh, it's just more of an example of people working together without getting government involved mm-hmm. to solve their problems, and this is great. Uh, my sure, question of they course came is up with
2: like more rules and regulations
0: well, are necessary for my us question to co-exist.
4: well there already are rules and regulations they're just very ambiguous and they're not enforced.
0: my my question is uh, let's say i i want to uh make a bunch of noise at my campsite uh but uh, all of the campsites in the quote noisy area unquote whatever that is uh are filled um well that's
4: the thing is that um, for for some reason, the like when I walk around at Porkfest it seems like the uh, party sections or the agorist sections are actually fairly sparse, um, and like it's the family sections that end up uh, getting picked up. Uh, so, for example, at uh, at my stand, uh, there were tons of empty spots, and it's down the hill in the agorist area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were tons of empty spots uh, directly across from me that nobody was actually uh, occupying, mm-hmm. but and they it, were rented. and it's allowed. La- Um, well, that's unclear. Um, I was was told, I was told
0: that the campground sold out. I heard that as
4: well. Well, well, then, uh, I don't know. I guess that maybe is just the fault of Rogers. I mean, mean,
0: this is, this is a semantic. So I just wanted to ask, like, you know, was that, you know, part of your topic of discussion? What do we do if, you know, uh, or maybe it goes the opposite way, right? Maybe all the family friendly sites have sold out, but you want a family friendly site. What do you do? Right. Right. Like, I mean, so this is just an extension of that. It's you don't even have to answer it. Just, you know, I assume these talks are ongoing and you guys are going to figure out how you're going to handle it. So, you know, put that sort of on your list of things to discuss.
1: Also, I want to state that this is kind of what's already been happening at Porkfest. Like everybody knows up in the, you know, like tent camping area. Typically, you know, in certain areas of that, that's typically like where people with families are, the playgrounds up there. In Agora Valley, where the people that are like playing music and vending, typically that gets, you know, continues to be rowdy later on in the night. This was kind of already a natural thing.
2: The idea (laughs) of Porkfest is to demonstrate to the rest of society, generally, Right, how an anarchist society could operate. Right, right, and all you're doing is turning it into the rest of society with zoning but, and rules. Not and you gotta really, go do- though. Yes, this yes. is. But this well, is yeah. zoning, how a voluntarist society pork, no, is going to rules. work. Though he, he has you a need a point. to
1: like set up like ex- expectations, and you know, kind of so work with your neighbors. So everybody, like, so there's a positive solution for everyone involved. Here's
2: what I'd rather see then: instead of terms of service right like a beginner's guide to pork fest generally this is where the nudists hang out generally this is where the families go mm-hmm. right it's not a guarantee but generally that's what you can expect if you yep. go to this area you're going to see more nudists than you are going to see families right well you see families in the nudist area sure will you see nudists in the family area sure Right. But generally, this is where it is. Yeah. Not not like a hard and fast enforceable rule. You agreed in the terms of service to not uh, violate the whatever yeah. by walking out of the nudist area with in, without putting on any clothes. And at okay. least you've got going over here.
1: And I agree with you. I think that would be a better solution than like, here are the, you know, like right. cut and dry rules and blah, blah, blah. This You have to, you know, we're going to enforce this. I think like
2: a more, you know, you're like supposed a, to be showing no. the rest of society so, how an anarchist society is set I, up I, and you're not.
4: I disagree with you for two reasons. Um, the first reason is that I think that we're actually failing at showing what an anarchist society would look like. Um, I think that, like, that all of this controversy and all of this, uh, you know, like, uh, conflict is actually showing that maybe this can't work. Honestly, this has been the best uh, argument that, like, anarchism works because it's like – and I don't want that to be. So how I think a true anarchist society would uh, play out is you would have – complete freedom of association and you would have it so that um like like let's say that in anarchist new hampshire you would guaranteed have like places that are like covenant communities that would be pure christian you know there would be no dignity like there would be no prostitution anything like that but it would be like a purely voluntary agreement amongst those people and then on the flip side there would be like super duper like you know for lack of a better term i guess like libertine places in which like there's, there's, like, prostitution, and there's drugs everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah, but like, if you had rules to set voluntary... that up,
2: right, from the well, top now. down, right, That's that violates the principle. Here's, right? here's what, what I liked. What happens is those would naturally occur, and you needn't put all the bureaucracy
0: on top of it. Right. Here's what I liked, because you guys are both touching on the topic—actually, all of us are touching on the topic of consent, right? Right. Uh, and what I really liked was the, what's it called? The Body Freedom. Body
1: Freedom Village. The,
0: they the nudists. They printed out these little flags. Yeah, yeah. And they went around to every campsite, found whoever was in charge of that site, and said, hey, we're with the Body Freedom Village or whatever. Uh, are we, you know, we, are you friendly to us? You know, if we come over here and somebody's topless or whatever, like, is that cool? And explicitly got consent from every Mm -hmm. site that they visited and then also put up this little flag that says we're body freedom friendly. Right. BFFs. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, that to me is the anarchist solution. I'll take it.
1: I thought that was great.
0: Because, again, it's the site owner. Yes.
2: Right. Not not the communes. Right. It's not Rogers. It's not
0: it's not it's not whoever's running pork fest. Right. It's the campsites themselves. So whoever was, you know, whoever heard of the conflict or wanted to avoid conflict, they took it upon themselves to print up these things and go around to every campsite. Like this is a lot of effort. There's a bunch of campsites at Rogers, right? Took a lot of effort and and just went around to everybody and said, hey are you friendly to us if we if we come around here? And then they were like either yes or no. And so they either got a flag or they didn't. It was really easy to identify which sites were friendly to them and which ones weren't. And so if that were to have spread, I think, a little more like naturally, like in the chat rooms, hey, this is what we're doing, a little more advertisement mm-hmm. for this is our solution. I think that that would have gone a long way to prevent some of... This uh, this Internet outrage. And I say that because what's happening is the squeaky wheel is getting the grease, right? Yeah. The, this problem is not widespread. This nudist problem is not widespread. It's a very tiny piece of what happened at, you know, a week, almost two weeks of the festival, if you include Fork and Spork, right? It's a very tiny thing that most people didn't even know was happening. And it wasn't until after the fest that it sort of blew up online and in the chats and all that kind of stuff. So it's the squeaky wheel getting the grease. Tim in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live.
5: i Tim from Florida. Uh, Nikki, Richie Rich, Captain. <clears throat> you got it. Well, uh, cl- cluster bombs are the... Uh, biggest story of the day, but I did not call about that.
2: What's the biggest and, story? And cluster bombs. Oh, I, I thought you said. I
0: would say bombs. I thought you said clutch and bongs. Now, clutch is one of my favorite rock bands, and well, I've been known to hit the Me bong. Me too. Time to
5: time. No way, dude. Way. Me too. Why? A way.
0: W H T I. connection on air. Way. Uh,
5: by the way, congratulations on your EP.
0: Hey, thanks, man. Feel free to share that thing no, wherever wait. you can.
5: I will. Uh, I I listened to last night's Beard Talk live recording while I was working in the convenience store cooler. Uh And uh, I got to listen to it again now because, you know, you're working on stuff. You don't really absorb it. So I'm going to listen to it after I hang up. Sweet. Um, I actually called about something else. Go ahead. But, uh, well, I know you were multicasting and uh, not interacting with, like, your Twitch uh, you don't interact with all the streaming platforms that you're on because you're multicasting. Correct. And I heard Grant Granny came yeah. on last night, and he was really rude. <laughs> he was. Uh, but <sighs> but uncensored, like so like you know, we let him go, right?
0: Yeah. We let him go,
2: and he's a, a while. self-described you know crank caller,
0: right? right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, all
5: right. Yeah, I mean, he was having fun, but I kind of felt like he was kind of right about some stuff. But at the same time, I think he's somebody that. He probably only broadcasts on Twitch. Right. Like, there's two different ways of doing things. Anyway, I actually called about a winter home for libertarians. Um, And you were talking about something yesterday. Because it's too hot
2: right now. Bring on the winter. (laughs) You're on to (laughs)
1: something.
0: And it's not
2: drugs. uh, I will go to a colder climate during the summer. We need a summer home for libertarians. Because it is not New Hampshire.
5: Well, I figured. I figure, you know, because the common resistance to moving to New Hampshire, uh, it's not particularly my case, uh, but particular resistance is because of the cold weather. However, uh, my thoughts are, once the New Hampshire libertarian population gets uh, large enough and rich enough, because they will be richer than the rest of the nation, won't they all want a summer home in a different location? I don't, but sure. I well, don't either. But but for those that do, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be advantageous to do a second free state winter project?
1: Doesn't Mark kind of do well, that? Well,
0: I, I mean, lame Isn't that his his
1: uh, his, uh Flor- Floridian project or Well, there Mars? are several Honduras.
0: There yeah. are several libertarians that I'm aware of who own a place here in New Hampshire. But also have either a rental or yeah. own property in another state, specifically Florida. I know two people at least yeah. uh, that that own property in both places. Now turn in your freedoms the, for part of the year. The yeah. thing is, while I appreciate your thought on this, uh, Tim, um, the whole like <sighs> the rhetoric, if you will, from people who you know they think the free state project is a good idea, but winter. Like, screw those people. Like, yeah. I don't want them moving here. That's the best part. There, there's another rhetoric that goes on like, well, as soon as you guys achieve X, then I'm going to move. No, no, nope. we don't want you. What we want is people to move here to help us achieve X. We don't want people moving after X has been achieved. That defeats the entire purpose. So if, if and I'm not speaking to you directly, Tim, but if listeners yeah. out there think that it's a good idea to move to New Hampshire to increase liberty in our lifetime here in this particular state, you need to move now and you need to help us now and you need to not be a pussy about winter. There's a, there's a, have
2: you seen the movie 30 days of night? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a particular line in that movie that has always stuck with me. I don't remember it verbatim again, but it's why do we live out here? Because nobody else can. Mm -hmm. Right. And I kind of feel the same way. I mean, it's obviously not as extreme as, you know, that particular area of Alaska, but the Free State Project chose New Hampshire, so this is where I am, right? The worse it is, the better, because it filters out, you know, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The week. The week, yes, yes. I'll take it. The week.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, my family has, fair I mean, weather. my family migrated that's here from, about. you know, Literally France yeah. or wherever else they came from very early. Like, my family was here, like pre you know i i don't know when they came here but like hundreds of years so if my ancestors could survive here and farm here and live like pre technology yeah. pre um like heat and insulation you know essentially living in like brick huts and you know like very primitive wooden houses farming i think i can do it you know well, like i can live i can live here
0: and the other thing i want to say on this topic is uh, i was born and raised in the state of wisconsin a four season state Right, uh, I grew up uh, near Lake Michigan which has something called the lake effect mm-hmm. So, uh, and Lake Michigan isn't just it's like as big as a sea it just happens to be fresh water so when you get lake effect snow near Lake Michigan, it's one of the great lakes uh, you get dumped on you get snow like like even New Hampshire hasn't seen and New yeah. Hampshire gets the nor'easters from time to time Jerome in South Carolina, Jerome you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Trump train! Choo
3: <laughs> hey, the Republican Party a bunch of sorry ass bitches, and that includes so is the
0: Democrat class Party.
3: Uncle Tom Thomas, Clarence Uncle Tom Thomas. Why are they surprised he's throwing them off? You know he ain't for affirmative action. Hey, he gets in the doorway that way, and then he closes the door behind him. He's sorry. He's a sellout. How much more evidence do you need? He's been a sellout his whole life. Wait, hang
0: on. It's hang happening? Hang on, Jerome. Jerome, I think he's talking about Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Jerome, like I. I know you probably don't listen to the show. You probably just call, but I know you're not talking about that. I I, know it. Right? Yeah. Like you call in about what you want. You could call in about what you want, but like you're going on about a thing that like we really don't have any knowledge of. So can you dumb it down for us?
3: Well, they had the the affirmative action vote last week. Yeah. And uh, okay, it was like what six to three along ideological lines right. which means all the white guys and the black guys that are conservatives, they all vote against um, affirmative action. I'm not surprised that the white guys voted against it. And Wait. I'm not surprised that the black guys so, voted against it because we know he just fell out.
1: So are you for or against affirmative action? Because I'm for affirmative action. So to me it no. seems like affirmative action is racist towards black people. No, it's not. Yes no, it's it is. Not. It's basically no, it's saying that they You're can't wrong. be you Okay, are I'm wrong. Okay. But really it. So so what it seems like to me is that what affirmative action means is that they're basically assuming that black people or whatever whatever other races it covers minorities, I don't know my, minorities. yeah minorities cannot reach these levels or be as smart or you know get into these schools or colleges or work positions on, merit alone. on their own exactly on sure? their own merit they have to have, like, That's a hand right? up by the government, which I don't believe right. is right. And I, I do believe there should not be discrimination in the workplace. Like, you shouldn't be able to be like, well, I'm not going to hire this person because they're black. That's messed up. And people you just should shouldn't do that. to do it, though. Yeah, but people shouldn't do yeah, that just based on the facts that they, people I, I people shouldn't be racist, but I don't think there should be any laws against it. There you
0: go. Jerome?
3: Hey, can I, let me ask you this week. White women have made more advancements affirmative front of action than black women, okay. So when you show Rose, hold black white you're wrong, okay. You're wrong. One, white women at one point in this country couldn't even vote. That's okay? true. All right. So you're wrong. You're wrong. So, and but- so we don't. people don't. We don't benefit from a front of action. It just helps us get a uh, maybe. Well, wait, wait a minute, Jerome. A if bit, if you, you don't, still gotta, you still got to have the grades and all that. Jerome, if you don't, if
0: if black people don't benefit from affirmative action, why are you for it? No problem then.
3: Hey, let me tell you something about affirmative action. No, no, no. Action, okay? I, no uh, I had a white guy tell me. I had a white. Guy I need to know the answer to the question,
0: Jerome. if, okay, go if ahead. you just said that black people don't benefit from affirmative action, if that's true, why do you support it?
3: Because we need it. We need it. Because we're so far behind. So right. it sounds that's like you're benefiting from, from it from then, right? you're back, guess Look here. Um, did you hear about this, this legacy deal they do? kids Jerome these is a colleges? white supremacist.
2: What do they look like? <laughs> <laughs> Jerome <laughs> is a white <laughs> supremacist. Because he believes that, that the whites are notes. so far ahead. It's
0: going in the notes right now. He Put believes the, the whites
2: are so far ahead that the blacks need assistance catching up. If that's not white supremacy.
1: I don't know. Hey, I know. Look, are I know a, a lot of different Senate people.
3: Do, do you? What does the Senate, the Congress, what does government in this country look like? I don't care.
1: Do it's see, see.
0: ugly, and it should no. it should Senate go away has, immediately. Has Violent question. and authoritarian. Like? Violent what and authoritarian.
1: Does, does it's, I, I know what you're getting the, at. It's a bunch of old white guys. Like. That's what it is. A bunch oh, of old white guys oh, for the most wow. part.
3: Wow,
0: <laughs> could it hurt you to answer that, huh? No, didn't. Heard
3: didn't
0: heard it didn't. Didn't hurt at all. We've been, been complaining <laughs> about that. Have, this is why you need to listen to the show, Jerome, because all of this stuff that you call and you complain about, you talk about, oh, Republicans suck and this, these guys suck and it's an old way. Yes, we agree with all of that. However, we also believe that the same is true for Democrats. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake.
4: Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you.
0: Let's see our subjective value of this next caller. I believe this is Dana. You're on Free Talk Live.
6: It sure is, Captain. Um, the previous caller just stole my thunder. I was going to calling give it back. Last well,
0: you should call him a jerk face.
6: No, 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 no. He can call himself that, but I'm not going to call someone that. Okay. I only reserve name calling for Jerome. Anyway, um, <laughs> that being said, um, I, um, uh, the reason why he stole my thunder is last week, Uh, Richie Rich got um, into this long, drawn-out discussion with Skeeter, Scooter, whatever he calls himself. Butch. Um, Yeah. Um, All those names. And didn't he go by Marco or something like that? Yeah, he
0: had some other. Brian, like
6: a bunch
1: of different
0: names. I don't know. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Who's got time for that on radio? You need to get to the point, be succinct, and make a valid argument. The thing is, is that um, he goes off into game theory and and the minutiae of definitions of words and examples. You know, um, that's something, uh, because I have a background in political science, you know, we discuss game theory, which makes sense because it's political science, and we discuss terminology and what does this mean and that, and. There are classes for that. That is for academia. You don't do that on radio. Nobody wants to listen to that nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's it's, so it's tough to keep it interesting. Boring. Yeah.
6: Oh, it's boring. The other thing is, this is a suggestion for Richie Rich. And I like you guys. I've said that to you many times.
3: Uh-huh.
6: Um, Richie Rich, one thing you gotta do, and it's a millennial thing because no generation before did it or does it. You've got to stop making a point and ending with the word right. What that is, is it kind of reminds me of the old-fashioned, well, they still do it, it's not even old-fashioned, where you have a salesperson pitching you something in, you know, live, in person, and they nod their head up and down. Pretty soon they have the audience, it's a psychology, it's sales psychology That's trick. Why I do You've it. got the audience buying into whatever it is you're selling, and when you, But when you do that verbally, and especially when it's radio, but under any circumstance, it devalues your credibility. What? It makes you sound not as smart as you really are.
0: I'm sorry, I meant, what's the word? That, right. Oh, right. 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 Oh, right. Value is subjective, you know,
6: right? Yeah. yeah um, Richie Rich will say something. And he goes, right, right, right. You know what? It was so bad last Sunday, um, Richie Rich, that, I couldn't keep up with the count, and I am not, I do not struggle with math. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you've said it too many times, and it devalues what you're saying. You make your point and say, look, this is suggest- subjective, subjective because, and then blah, 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 and you period it. You don't say right. It just, it's a millennial thing. So I, I have a question
0: for that. Richie Rich now. Yeah. Richie Rich, you're going to stop doing that, right? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and for the reasons she described, right? I, I'm so, trying to get okay. people to agree with uh, my point of view. You uh, wait,
0: before you go, Dana, uh, I just want to tell, because you mentioned sales, um, I did work in telemarketing on and off in my teens and 20s. I still do. Uh, and uh, one of the greatest salesmen that I've ever met, his name is James, uh, he was a psych major. Uh, he would do this thing where he would answer the question for the caller, and and yes. and get them to say yes, yes right? So he would say, "You can you can I... see the value in that." Yes, yeah, oh, and same, absolutely. same technique,
6: absolutely. What you're doing is you're getting them to buy in to whatever it is that you're pitching. Yeah. The other thing is, what and I you're want all the listeners in. to
2: buy in to what I'm saying.
6: Well, well, Richie Rich. I'm not accusing Richie Rich of this, but it's another millennial thing. They start their sentence with "so." Someone will say something, and then the person they're saying it to. I've seen this um, interviews on TV.
0: Okay,
6: they'll say "so." Um, I they'll say "so." I mean, no, you say "I." What I mean was. After someone isn't clear, there's no clarification. The person that's um, asking you to explain. Millennials just start out with, so they'll say, um, uh, do you like orange sherbet or um, lime sherbet? So I mean, and I'm like, that's not a beginning of a sentence.
3: What oh, the hell yeah,
6: happened, yeah. To predi- what ha- <laughs> happened to subjects, uh-huh. verbs, and predicates? I mean, you just You lost it to emojis. With, yeah, with yes. a proposition. And, this and is just,
0: let's not forget slang. It hurts my,
6: it hurts my yeah. ears. It absolutely. So, Richie Rich, I love you, man. Um, you do have some very valid points, but it just, you, you, too many rights, too many rights. Just okay. let it go. Make your point. Make it so valid. And you can get them to buy in by the firmness of your voice. Because it sounds like you have knowledge of your subject
2: matter.
0: You want to talk about this article from Reason again, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you redheaded. <laughs> calling, calling male neighbor a redheaded bitch wasn't constitutionally unprotected fighting words. What does that mean? Yeah, that's from so, State versus Gibson, uh, decided last Thursday by the Ohio Court of Appeals. Judge Mark Miller joined judges Waldick and Zimmerman in this appeal. We're asked to decide whether calling one's neighbor a redheaded bitch, as part of the festering feud over driveway access, constitutes fighting words
2: this is the import, this is the crux of why i brought this in they're going to define fighting
0: words and this is important. fighting words sufficient to result in a conviction for disorderly conduct i wasn't aware that words could be classified as quote fighting words yeah. unquote to such an extent that they that words themselves can be considered disorderly conduct right that's antithetical to free speech Or the antithesis of free speech. I'm not going to disagree with you, but it's an important concept for people to
2: realize exists.
0: Uh, And again, I did not know that until just reading this right now. I I had no idea. I thought we talked about it a little bit maybe off air, but continue. Maybe we did. Okay. Punishment for disorderly conduct based on spoken words is prohibited unless those words amount to fighting words. No matter how rude, abusive, offensive, derisive, vulgar, insulting, crude, profane, or opprobrious. What is that word? Approbate? Opprobrious. Opprobrious. It's a word I have never pronounced before. That's amazing. I thought I knew all the words. I don't know all the words. I mean, you wrote the song. Uh, Spoken words may seem to be, their utterance may not be made a crime unless they are fighting words. Quote unquote. Fighting words are those that, by their very utterance, inflict injury or are likely to provoke the average person to an immediate retaliatory breach of the peace. To distinguish fighting words from expression fully protected under the First Amendment, one must look at the circumstances circumstances surrounding such utterance. The fighting words analysis is intensely fact-specific And outcomes will vary from case to case. But decisional law offers several helpful guideposts. First, as a general matter, something more than mere profanity is required to constitute fighting words. Don't talk about his mama. Now, like, I've heard this phrase, particularly in bars. Them's fighting words. Them's fighting words, right, yeah. But if you can
2: utter them's fighting words, it's already not fighting words, right?
0: Oh, interesting. In determining whether profane utterances constitute fighting words, courts have considered whether the conduct accompanying these statements is hostile or threatening. Moreover, to constitute fighting words, the words chosen must be used to describe a person or be directed at a person. Finally, although a person need not actually be provoked to a violent response for words to be fighting words... The failure of the targeted party to respond might evidence that the words were not fighting words. Okay, so I see see what you're saying now. Under circumstances like those present in this case, we do not find the simple act of calling someone a redheaded bitch would have provoked immediate retaliation. retaliation. Retaliation, sorry. Thus, we conclude that no trier of fact could find that Gibson leveled fighting words against Foley as necessary To sustain a conviction for disorderly conduct. Okay. So, So, again, you can pause there. I
2: don't know if we got to go through the whole thing. It's just, it's the concept of fighting words because freedom of speech, yada, yada, yada. You know, yeah, I said something about his mama and he punched me in the face, right? He clearly assaulted me, right? Well, no, because
0: you levied fighting words at him. How is, how is, punched to the face. How is insulting your mama? Like, I understand. Uh, from as an example from what society has put forth in television and film and all that kind sure. of things that that if you're like your mama dumb right somebody like you don't talk about my mama punch you in the face like i get that that might be the outcome of that interaction but from a legal perspective which that's is the legal thing i is, mean
1: to me it would have to be a threat like i'm going to physically harm you to me that would okay well you're you're threatening me right so I'm going to assume that you're going to do that and defend myself accordingly.
2: Those could be fighting words, but not ne- not necessarily,
0: right? Was the threat credible? Let's go to an unscreened caller. What's your name and where are you calling from, please?
7: My name's Cybra and I'm from Chattanooga,
0: Tennessee. Hey, Sabra, how you doing?
7: I am good. First time caller.
0: All right. What do you want to talk um, about tonight? Go ahead.
7: I actually want to tell you a joke.
0: Okay. Is it a clean joke or does it have cussing in it because we can't cuss on the radio?
7: It is clean and no cussing. All right, go ahead. Okay, a few nights ago, uh, I'm not sure who because I haven't got all that down yet, but we're talking about uh, the Chinese and them having uh, a million soldiers on file and us having, oh, I don't know, about 10 million gun holders in the United States. And that they could probably uh, take care of harming all of us with all their AK-47s, which I would like to have one next week if somebody will hand me one. Anyway, <laughs> with that said, I'm going on to the joke. Okay, so some nationalists, the Chinese, since we were talking about them, land down in New York. I mean, not New York. I'm sorry, Florida, and uh, they're they're about to, about to do the best they can to take us off and steal our property. And a uh, bunch of rednecks hear about it. They put it on uh, to somebody else and somebody else. Next thing you know, you got a line of uh, four-wheel drives, four-wheelers, race cars, mm-hmm. F-110s, F-50s, haul guns and the back windows. And they get down there. Next thing you know, a Marines pull up. And there is beer cans and shotgun shells all over the dead burn ground. And they said, What happened here? One of the boys says, War's over, guys. We done took care of it. Bobby Bobby Ray over there had a never ruin and he just rolled right all over those boats that were out there and we're done. Y'all can go home.
0: That's it. That's the joke. The, the Marines took care of it before the Rednecks could get there? No, the Rednecks took care of it before the Marines could get there. Oh, I had it backwards. Okay. All right. Your your phone was cutting out a little bit there, Sabra. All
7: right. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, now, I can, I can tell you that everybody I've ever told that to thought it was funny. So.
0: <laughs> Maybe because they heard the whole joke. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up on air tonight?
7: No, dear. I've been listening to y'all about two months, and I, I just listen to y'all and I do DoorDash.
2: So my dad, total statist, okay. right? And he, you know, full-on FDA approval, whatever, until yeah. he got into Herbalife. And he started selling the Herbalife. He was yeah. like, I know it's not FDA approved, but they got this really good, you know, presentation on why it doesn't need to be and all this. And I'm like, okay, good. So now you're finally on our side, you know, with, with, with the need for FDA approval on supplements and products. I'm like, well, He's like, put the
1: roads. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it moved him a little bit because yep. now that he had yep. a financial baby game, steps, yeah, baby well, steps. Because well, he had a yeah. financial in, incentive to not need FDA approval to sell his product. Yeah,
0: all of a sudden, yeah,
2: oh, maybe you get FDA it now. Th- Yeah, you get it now.
0: Uh, I uh, speaking of supplements, uh, natural supplements, non FDA approved supplements, the best kind uh, that cured I, nothing. Uh, yeah, it, it it cured nothing, but it did seem to help um, somewhat with joint pain. Okay. Uh, I, I have a bad back as well. I was in an accident, and you know that flares up from time to time. every now and again, uh, my back will snap. Literally, like I'll hear a snap, and then I'll pass out, and I'll be oh, on wow. the I'll be on the floor, and then I'll just like wake up. You know, like my body shuts down. It's just like nope, okay. too much pain. And I hit the floor Wow! Uh, and then I'll wake up on the floor. Like maybe I hit my head or my shoulder, my arm on the way down or something. Uh, How long are
2: you out usually? Just out of curiosity.
0: It's hard to tell because it's only happened one time in front of a person and it was like seconds. So it wasn't like long at all, but like, um, the last time it happened, I was alone in my house. I had no idea what time it was, and I just sort of woke up on the floor, and I couldn't really move very well. I had to crawl along the floor into the closet of my bedroom and grab my cane that I keep around just for these particular occasions. I haven't had to use it, re- use it recently, but um, at any rate, it's excruciatingly painful, and I do own a cane as a result of this uh, for these events, but I have been adding turmeric mm-hmm. to cheese sauce. Yeah. Okay. And then I pour that cheese sauce on like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, uh, broccoli, of course, is a superfood. It's full of all sorts of good things. If you're not eating a lot of like fruit and that kind of thing, broccoli is an excellent source of vitamin C, uh, also an uh, excellent source of fiber and that kind of a thing. Uh, and I just like, I've been trying to add turmeric to like other stuff that I was cooking. I put it in some ground beef and I was like, ah, I don't really like how it. It, it sort of sweetens things up in a, in a way. It almost tastes like a sweet squash has been mixed okay. into your, you know, and I just didn't enjoy the flavor of it mixed in with ground beef. I've tried to add it to like seasonings. If I'm going to like coat some pork chops with seasonings, I try to add it in there. And it generally just sort of colors all my dishes weird like spaghetti sauce does.
1: Yeah, it'll stain your stuff and, too. Yeah, it's and, just very pigmented.
0: But cheese sauce is already sort of yellowish and turmeric is sort of yellowish orange and so I was like, "Oh, let me try this." And I put it in the cheese sauce, and like, bam, like it doesn't it doesn't sweeten it up. It like, if anything, it embellishes the the dairy mm-hmm. flavor uh, of the cheese sauce. And I'll put garlic in there too, mm-hmm. right? Because you put
1: pepper in it was, there, it really I, kicks I, up I the do, yeah. you know the whatever. I'm I've been using a of.
0: bunch of pepper recently mm-hmm. too, and I'm not a pepper guy. I just for whatever reason I've been using a bunch of it. And what I'm, kind of peppers? I just regular black pepper, oh. like table style. Uh, I'll get the coarse grind because okay. I like the the bigger the bigger flakes, if you will. I'm not grinding it myself yet, but that's probably I'm going to do that next. I already have my own salt grinder. I use uh, sea salt, of okay. course, uh, in the salt grinder. And so I've found that you can buy you know, peppercorns in mm-hmm. the same way that I buy these saltings, so I'm probably gonna go buy like a pair of grinders, f- and then it just-
1: really it changes it. You know, yeah. the fresh ground pepper is really next level. There's a reason like, why level. that that
0: waiter at the restaurant, oh, you know, when you yeah. get your salad, would you like fresh ground pepper? And he's got the big thing, and you know, like, some of those guys don't know how to even work those things. So here's
2: a free plug for him because I've got both. I've got the pepper cannon and the salt cannon. Pepper
0: cannon. It's the pepper cannon. I what makes it a cannon? Uh, like I don't want to destroy my meal. <laughs> So by <laughs> pointing a pepper cannon at, at my dinner. So
2: the amount of pepper per turn is significantly greater than most other pepper grinders mm. on the market. I like it already. Same with the salt cannon. The amount of salt per turn, yeah, is greater than most of the other salt grinders. Does it on the take market. batteries? No, it's not. Electric. So I
1: have one that so has a yeah. has a nice. button, you know, so it, it grinds it, you know, automatically. I guess. Yeah, and it has a light. Okay. So, you can see where you're pointing, as if, I mean, the lights are usually already on, but, you know, in the event <laughs> that you need a salad more light in the
0: middle of the night, can you, <laughs> yeah. can you tell Alexa to bust out? The, no, no, absolutely okay. not. I, no, it's not Wi Fi. That's uh, capable? Richie Rich's territory. It's not Wi Fi capable? Yeah. I don't think so, no. <laughs> I, My microwave is Alexa enabled. Yeah.
2: Sometimes the Wi Fi goes out, and I'm like, man, I got to walk over there and push the button. I'm like, this sucks. It does. It totally does now. <laughs>